0: Hey, where are the white women at? But
1: how did he get down to his underwear
0: that fast?
2: We'll just have to take these pants off so that I can take a closer look.
0: Still others evolved so much, they don't even need to
2: wear pants. <laughs>
1: Schadenfreude. You know what Schadenfreude means? Uh,
2: sh-
1: you. Are we recording? I'm talking to you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yes, but no. Right now, I'm, yes, my we mind's a blank. You know, schadenfreude. Schadenfreude is a German term for taking pleasure in someone else's misery. Oh, yes. I'm we, all about we, that. we were definitely just talking about Schadenfreude, uh, about uh, a, a certain person who's known for being a dickhead. Uh, not Paul, who's on his iPad right now while we're trying I, I to have to, a conversation. Oh, hold on a second. Could, could you just think, talk amongst yourselves. Oh, oh, if, if, I'm going to talk to the other assholes that are so, here. There's only one on, asshole. Just read here. this, and I have to sign off. Just let me just read this real quick, Joe. Is it a girl? Is it a picture? No. Is, is there a picture? Is no, hold on. Just, so just talk about talk about anything you like. Hold on just a second. This is, <laughs> this is a fucking story of my life. Welcome to Cartoon Casual, where we're only half-assing it because I'm the only ass on the mic right now should see, Paul, he's concentrating deftly. Mm. So let's talk about adverbs. Those are weird, aren't they? <laughs> What's the deal with the adverbs? Not adjectives, but they do things. It's, oh, my God. Uh, yeah, so we're drinking the... Uh, oh, you're such a fucking
2: asshole.
1: Uh... See, Schadenfreude would be if I laughed hysterically if you stood up and and stubbed your toe right now, I'm taking, you know, pleasure in your. Okay, so are, wait, hold on a second. So hold on. Oh, why am why am why am I holding on? Yeah. All right. Now, now I'm good. Are you? You sure? Did you sign no, off. I'm no, okay. gonna shut your iPad. So, so that would be a a, a, a stubbing someone's toe, um, like the. Like the three Stooges, even though it was comedy, that's kind of a no. It's more comedic. like somebody that you don't like, and then something shitty happens to them, and you're like, "That's
2: good." Uh-huh. Okay,
1: okay. So now would be the stubbing toe is a minor uh, one of those. But I was just, I was, we were talking about the the, the dickhead gentleman who uh, is known for being an asshole when it comes oh, yeah. to women, and uh, and and he, he hit his head, and blood started coming oh, down. Oh yeah, to, yeah. You know, when I, so, that's funny. That's, okay, so that's. But is there is, is Schadenfreude also uh go with something big, like something like like if this happened and then it it really like the I mean, like they really got fucked. Like they went to jail. Several years ago. Oh yeah, that would definitely that I, I was gonna go with like the Yankees payroll was almost two hundred million dollars and uh they had a losing season a couple of years ago. That's funny to me. Wah, That's wah. Bah, 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 bah. okay. That's funny. But yeah, if you uh so like a, a nemesis. Yeah. Uh they uh say they, let's say they were being investigated by the federal government and then uh were indicted and then potentially went to federal pound me in the ass prison. Yeah. Uh th- And you took pleasure in that. I don't know if that's considered schadenfreude. That's just kind of, that's just justice. I would like to look up, I mean, I, I should know this. All right. My, whatever. I'm a little guy. have a little bit of German in me, not in me. Oh yeah. Around. Yeah. Him. What's his name? <laughs> Is it Han- and, Does he get uh, Hansi with you? <laughs> and, uh, so I like to know the exact words what Schadenfreude by words means. In in other words, do we have a a we have no like words. An English equivalent? I don't yeah, know, or I gotta... something that's that's that compact, that's that um, you know easy to. It's pleasure derived from someone from another person's that's misfortune. Not what I'm I know, I know, I fuck, calm the fuck down. Oh, harm, joy. Schaden is harm. Freude is joy. Oh, harm, joy. Harm joy, uh, is hungry. that some harm joy? It's like is he getting choked? A little I'm gonna bit. say like that's, harm like harm joy. Joy. that's sexual. That's harm joy. That's, that's German. It's like some harm joy. Mm, harm joy. What, harm did, harm I, joy what did I say? Side of harm joy. <laughs> <laughs> what did I say earlier about? Uh, oh, Frau Schaisa, Frau Scheiße <laughs> will now do the things on your chest. So I was telling you all the efficiencies of the Germans again. We're talking about that we do this, and now we. Uh, yeah, because it was the woman I was telling you about. It was in uh, what was the deal? I can't remember the reference. It was before we. Started oh, recording. you said that uh, she was the 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 lady friend who liked to watch you pee. Oh, she liked yeah. to watch you pee, but not you didn't pee on her. But she wasn't German. She, but how do I can't remember how the German I don't know, reference I, came around? I don't know because she. It's, uh, we're talking about scat. <laughs> <laughs> it's called scat play, Paul. Oh, Get with the we times. Were sparing you people so much, you are so fortunate. It's so or gross, whatever, not to be here and listening to all the other. Um, all this oh, I know what we are talking about. I was talking with uh Kevin, who's not here tonight, about some other things for the podcast, and we talked about um some other guests coming up, but then mentioning... Because you talked about going uh video and uh having a, some video podcasts oh yeah, yeah, like a video video feed when we record yeah, uh, not to completely copy joe rogan, but but why not I well, why not yeah, yeah. i I mean honestly a uh, podcast I was on years and years and years ago, uh, the Double D Podcast. They they uh, they did a live stream of, of every single episode I think they ever did. And it was great. It was so funny. Are they still... Shout out to them. Do they still doing their... Uh... No, they've largely kind of just backed off. I think they maybe do like <coughs> one a month or so. Paul, oh, are you doing lines over there, buddy? You, you all right? Yeah, good. Yeah, better now? All right. Yeah, I'm good. Ready to go. I'm ready to go. Yeah, ready to go. Pulse... We're going to... Um... You put people know this. It's Thursday tomorrow. My people are off and uh, and we're going to do a like a, a record-a-thon maybe tomorrow. We're going to do several. Yeah. We're going to get going to knock some out. Uh, Rogan does that shit where he'll record three in one day and then have to go and work out afterward because his brain has turned to mush. So he might as well turn his body to mush too. Yeah, so we're going to do that. So you're minus the working out. Yes, probably. Um, But no, there was going to be. Uh, oh, so you want to just talk more about schadenfreude. Schadenfreude cracks me up, like the concept cracks me up. The, it's, it's one of the things I love about the Germans is that they have a word for everything. Yes, they do. And uh, that, it, it, I don't know. I, I I don't like to take pleasure in other people's misfortune unless I feel like they fucking deserve it. And unfortunately, I'm just one of those people that looks at most people and go, you deserve that. And it's hard to be, we we all think or we, we don't think that we're objective, or you, you hope that you're, or at least I do. It's one of those things that I, I try to make judgment. We all have fights, you know, personal things that we are involved with, and sometimes it's hard to be objective, but you you or I do, you know, try to be your best, so if someone really gets screwed over and they kind of deserve it, hopefully, objectively, it is the in an objective universe situation, like, yeah, that's a balancing out the uh, – the equation, the, the, the entire equation being balanced yeah. out. It's kind of like <laughs> earlier today we were talking about the uh, them putting in a roundabout at the in that that horrible <laughs> section. It, uh, of uh, the whole horrible intersection on Stockton Hill Road, that's like because it, yeah, but, ingress and egress to the uh, yeah. The article came out in the paper, and they're talking about having this. It's going to be a few years out, but they're going to be fixing, in theory, fixing that intersection. But that's I-40. downtown. No, that's downtown. They're that's not right. fixing the intersection. We ended up talking about. I'm sorry, so not what you thought it was correct. The other one, I mean, the, really, the only solution to keep traffic flowing there in that the one intersection properly is a roundabout. Yeah, but you're talking about a roundabout of epic. What do I call it? Epic United, mm-hmm. Kingdom, United Kingdom proportions. proportions. Because. Because it would be, was it a 1, 2, 3, four, five, six, seven, eight, uh, 8 different ins and outs like on, the, on, yeah, that on would be... the roundabout. No, 10. It would be 10 total. We'll call it the and Darwin. You should name your roundabout. No shit, a, we'll a call death. it the wheel of death is what it would be called and I'm okay with it because you said, sure. you know, I said it would be the old, the gomers around here. Ah,
2: that, it's I'm not safe. And is not safe
1: and nobody knows how to use it. Well, then it'll... <laughs> The problem will solve itself. They'll, Either you'll die, and we won't have to deal with you driving unsafe anymore. I am such a fan. I came back from Atlanta, uh, seeing family over my birthday week, and uh, there's got every time I go there, there's so much more construction going on, and a lot of fantastic new. And I'm thinking, God, they're still building retail, and that I know that the trend is downward for retail in general because of uh, online for big, shopping, big retail. Yeah, but there's still some places that are that are nice new places that are going up with. New style shopping centers, not malls anymore, because we heard that stat before. That between f- four years from now, thirty percent of the malls in this country yes, will be Sam, closing. Sam Harris, that that podcast, man, that episode kind of <laughs> fucked me up a little bit when they talked about the truck drivers. Essentially, that that job's going to be eliminated within the next ten years. Yep. Uh, and that's a shitload and, and of jobs. A shitload of jobs. It is a shitload of jobs. And is that going to really happen? I they, don't uh, think it's going to eliminate everybody. They, 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 and the guy, they, they, those guys touched on that. They're like, they're not everybody's going to go away because you're still going to want to have some sort of human input. But it's going to be kind of like uh, like dispatch centers where you'll have like one person controlling like 15 trucks or right. 20 trucks at a time you're still talking about a reduction of workforce but that happens when people die and people retire anyway it's just and, like the automotive industry like they haven't they you're people aren't losing jobs because of automotion they're just not being backfilled yeah. that's the that's the thing like that's there's tons uh, of jobs the word have, be attrition attrition that's right the there's there's tons of jobs that have gone away but they don't they weren't people didn't become empl- unemployed they just that job, that position that that person. Else. Yeah, they didn't you know. backfill it when that person retired or died or whatever. Now, the thing with the trucking thing they were talking about that on highways, and this makes sense, it's a piece of cake. And then you start getting into within a mile or two of where they're going to be actually driving and, and uh, or uh, driving. It, it's called last mile. The last mile, you're, 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 you're going to have to have somebody in some form right now. Why? Well, I, because it's a little more complicated and then that infrastructure is not going to be in place, perhaps. But at some point, there's no reason why that can't be. Oh, yeah. Automated. And, and again, I, I told you I was on the phone with my dad today for th- like three hours. That was one of the things we talked about. It. He goes, man, I'm so glad I got it. Because he was in trucking. Yeah. He got his CDL 1974 or 1975. So how many and years? he just, years just retired. I don't okay. know. We'll, we'll call it 1975. To, the three to, to. So 43 years. 43 yeah okay the, yeah. does he believe that it's going away does he is he like oh absolutely oh, he's, so he's not only we are always be truck drivers he knew that automation the, the all the smart the smart uh, old old school truckers knew that automation was going to be was already on the horizon they could just barely see it peeking over the horizon when uh, they went from standard to automatic trucks mm-hmm. and then they loosened some of the CDL regulations because of that so your your tests and and uh, uh, your testing became a little more lax, uh, as safety features got on trucks got to be more uh, just just better quality. Yeah. Uh, safety features not just for the driver and you know for the occupants of the truck, but for people out on the road. I, I rented a car in Atlanta. It's a new Maxima. It's a nice car, actually. I really liked it. But it's got it had the uh, automatic uh, braking. If you're coming up at someone too quickly, doesn't like it. Did that did it just. Jump? Did you test it, or did it just like? Well, no, it kind of happened because I, anyway. I was driving kind of aggressively, which normally I'm a calm, very sedate, reasonable person across the board, and people just know. you're. I'm sorry, you trailed off into a steaming pile of your own bullshit. <laughs> so, so what happened was it was first of all it started going. D-d-d-d-d-d-d. I'm going. I don't understand what it's doing. You know, I, I know where I'm at. <laughs> We're coming. Oh, that's what's doing. It was a little bit. I'm like, wow, and it actually look at that. applied brake. It did a little bit. That's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah. So uh but, so that's well, the first easy thing, the one, first easy step. One thing my father did bring up and it, it's amazing it's it's funny cuz he brought up he, he said uh it's going to be what they're going to have trouble automating is what to do in certain situations. Yeah, that's all you need. The prime example of that is what that article we just read before we started recording was uh, a truck yeah. coming down on I-17 south of Flagstaff, which for those of you that don't know, Interstate 17 runs from Flagstaff to Phoenix and Phoenix elevation is pretty low. About I want thousand. to say it's like maybe a thousand feet above a thousand, a thousand feet. And Flagstaff at the top end of it is like 7,600 yeah, feet. Over seven, yep. So you're talking losing 6,000 feet of elevation yep. in 120 miles, 130 so the whole, miles. The whole road is effectively, it's all more or downhill. Less downhill yeah. I, I shit you not. I can coast. There's several grades there where I can coast at 75, 80 miles an hour in my truck. For miles, which I'm sure you do, because there's, no the there's no reason. I do. There's no reason why expend the fuel. Yeah. So uh, it, that truck, but they had uh, multiple brake failure, and uh, those guys hopped out. But I guarantee you that the driver did the right thing, and he held on until they got into an outside curve. That way, you know, if they're gonna, if you're going to bail out, and you've got eighty thousand pounds of steel barreling down the road at, at over hundred miles an hour. It, it, it they, unfortunately the one person died. So there were two people in the there truck. there were two people in the truck, and one, one of them one, one left. The one of them said, "Fuck it, I'm out of here!" Right? They both they both, jump out? They both oh, they, jumped out. Oh shit! They both jumped out because they thought that that and and they were right. That that would have been probably the only way that they could have survived. Luckily, it ended up you know the truck ended up in the median, you know, and uh, that. But that's my dad has a point. That's going to be the tough thing to automate. It's not like it's impossible to automate that, mm-hmm. but you have to have tons and tons and tons of data access to figure out to what to do emergency. in that exact situation it's the same thing too with flying in the airlines and all that and that that can right now that can be automated i mean right now yeah i'm pretty sure it can be but i still i still would like a an older experienced pilot in the up there i just would yeah you know i i kind of that'd be creepy don't you think of being in the airline and have nobody up there wouldn't that just I, feel weird? You know what, though? Here, here's the thing. And, and this goes back to kind is so stupid, but it, it still rings true. Did you ever watch war games? Yes. Remember with Matthew Broderick? Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But so the whole chess, or the, it was chess, no checkers. Oh, uh, it was win. checkers. Yeah, it was Check, checkers. Yeah. Anyway. Well, shall we play a game? Right. Mm-hmm. So, in that, the whole premise of the movie, the very beginning of the movie, is they run a drill of a nuclear missile launch. And the dude hesitated, guy hesitated because he's like, I don't want to, I don't, I I don't want to do this. And they didn't like the fact that the, 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 when the president gives an order, launch the nukes, everybody needs to launch the nukes, follow the orders. You're in a bunker. You're going to be fine. But they know what nukes are going to do. They know that they're going to obliterate a shitload Mm -hmm. of people and they don't want to be responsible for that because they're humans because at the, at our base, most people barring sociopaths and psychopaths most people have a certain level of humanity and they don't want to murder a bunch of people sure. the hundreds yeah. of thousands of people or millions of people so there's that hesitation the where i wrestle with the issue of having say automating uh commercial travel commercial air, airline travel is you have to have a certain level of objectivity, even away from humanity. And that's where you get just a standard, if this, then that mm-hmm. algorithm. And you don't get that with a human being. Now, granted, you have, uh, what's his name, uh, Sully. What's yeah. his face, Captain Sully. That guy made the right choice. Right. He made the right choice. He saved a whole bunch of people, landed in the Hudson. It was yep. amazing. I love, I that most of that movie I don't like. Yeah, it's not a good. It's not. I love. I love the. Is it TSA? Not TSA. uh, NTSB. Like panels. Yeah. Like the or FAA panel. That like all of that stuff is great. That last like third of the movie is Mm -hmm. all perfect. Uh, handled incredibly well. Uh, but anyway, what I'm thinking, what I what I wrestle with is, yeah, I want somebody who's experienced who can make the right call on that, but I also kind of want a computer that's like, I can only save X amount of people. If I crash this plane in the middle of Manhattan, I'm going to kill 2000 people. Well, there's only 200 people on board this plane, so we're crashing in the Hudson. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Like I want a computer to be able to make that choice because you at, at the core you want to try and save who you're immediately responsible for, which if it's you and I and two other people driving in your truck or riding in your truck and you're driving and you have a choice between rolling the truck and all of us might die or you might run over a few kids down the road you might run over the kids because self-preservation is deeply 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 embedded there's that moral um, game they play to you right it's something like if you're in a you're in a train and the, yeah the train with the, the people on the tracks and, and all and that you stuff yes yeah. you do that and it's the yeah it's a big but most people obviously but now you're sitting in an air-conditioned or heated house just having the discussion it's a little bit easier to hammer out exact logic and what's going on absolutely but in the heat of the second boom it's got to be for the most part most people are probably going to have the lizard brain self-preservation so do you want to do you do you want in that case do you want a computer to make that choice because it's going to make the what's best for overall humanity or do you want do you want somebody who's going to make the choice that's best overall for 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 them and uh, consequently whoever's riding with them in whatever vehicle or something like that you're assuming it's very complex um software and algorithm to decide all this because if you're i mean usually the pilot up front in theory he's happy with his life unless you're you know terrorists and uh and, and and his you know people do say that before i've taken people flying i've copied it from a friend of mine you know, some people that are really, really nervous about flying, and there they actually are. And people are, of course. And so occasionally, depending on the what the personality is, I'll say, there's one more person in this airplane that that I value more than yours, and that's mine. Yeah. My life. Fuck yeah. You know, so. As, um, as well you should, uh, any passengers in your plane should value your life over their life because typically they don't know how to fly the fucking plane. Right. <laughs> and it's, like I said, still amazes me, though, too, that people – that just jump in an airplane. I don't really know them that well. Yeah, let's go flying. I'm going. All right. You know, I mean, I know me. I trust me. Well, you know, my dark take on that is that, uh, you know, I'll probably, if something else doesn't kill me, I will probably die of some sort of cancer or heart disease. It's just, it's just, it's just kind of a known fact. Sure. Both of them run on both sides of my family. Mm. I'm fat and have been fat and, and 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 like too sedentary for most of my life. Mm. So there's a solid chance that that's going to happen. That's boring. That's a boring way to die. Like I don't want that. Like I don't want Porsche to be like, yeah, my dad was great and uh, he was real supportive and uh, he was funny and uh, he had a beard for a while and, um, He's and then he got he fucking, really old and weird in his house and, and then he then he died of a heart attack and shit himself. Yeah. I don't want that. I would love it to be like, yeah, my father's a great guy, a uh, good dude. So was Paul, and they died in a plane crash Jesus. with 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 four illegal immigrant strippers that they flew back from fucking. Hey, there's a market. Yeah. No shit. Cause you could fit four underage, <laughs> four underage Mexican strippers <laughs> in, in, in the space where you would normally fit two oh, Americans, which God. is what can, I could take the parachute out of the airplane and just cram one more in that hole. Yeah, what about what about? Uh, oh, you could fit well, like uh uh. No midget. Uh, that's that's offensive. A little person stripper. Yeah. In like, don't we have like a cargo hold kind of thing? Back, like no, underneath, I could fit back in that car. I've been in that cargo hold. What the fuck were you in the cargo hold for? Working on you- stuff. Oh, I was like, weren't you supposed to be flying the plane? <laughs> uh, is it pressurized? I'm kidding. It's you wild. don't have a pressurized cabin. I'm sorry. I'm pressurized. Constantly venting. You're, you're like constantly tar- bleeding <laughs> steam. <laughs> Thanks, <what> Charlie. <laughs> It's true. It's like, that's why Paul doesn't explode because he's constantly just bleeding off steam, <laughs> bleeding off steam. Oh, God damn it. Uh, you fucked me up with that one. Uh, but yeah, uh, you should, the self-preservation thing kind of kicks in and kind of, I don't know, that kind of, it's a good thing if you're, <laughs> it, it's a good thing in general overall if it, to have your pilot make solid choices like that, yes. but what happens if your your you know your pilot makes a choice to save the people in the plane and mer- and fucking roll like barrels over a bunch of people on the ground? Well, I'll, so what I was gonna say is this algorithm or you know software algorithm in data collecting and processing with this algorithm it has to know like if it's it's dark in the middle of nowhere, it's also got to know that you're flying, which you would assume population centers of course this area so it's gonna know i it's gonna know a shitload you know it's gonna be one of these uh, uh banks of data that's gonna be you know so it's gonna try to control the crashing and and it would be better at that point than a machine could be better especially at night yes because a, a pilot may or may not know a guy if that's dark over there because it's just a dark subdivision that people are in or if it's just a hunk of dirt you know, right? And, and put some of the, in theory, a computer could know where people are, and if it's at night, and it, it can know not to, if it can steer a little bit and not crash where the people are. Is that what you're saying? That's exactly what I'm saying. Okay. Uh, and and I don't know. It's like, what do you want to make that choice? But that was that was the Whopper. I forget what what W O P E R or W O P R in uh in War Games. War operations, something I don't remember, but that was the the giant computer that they were testing out to take over, to take the choice away from uh airmen in the Air Force mm-hmm. from Normad. Like they were just taking the choice away from there. they were eliminating the human factor, is what they called it. That movie was pretty pretty forward thinking when it comes to shit like that. Was 1983 yeah, or 84? That that's old old age yeah. now. Hello, Professor Falcon. Like, you know, and they had acoustic coupler modem. You remember that? Yes. And that, yeah. that I was like, even, even by the time I rolled around, that was, that, and that became like a Sunday afternoon movie on TNT, it was probably about 1990. Even then I knew people that plugged a phone line directly in the back of their computer, not a phone... Hand receiver, like the headset, headset mm-hmm. or handset. Oh God! Plugged I that. into the thing. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. I remember the first time I saw one of those is in Texas. I don't know how young oh, I was. Probably about twelve. Texas, twelve. Texas, 12. twelve. My God! And it uh, was a long time ago. It was. My, that would have been seventy-five. Yeah, my, my mother was in real estate. It was 76 maybe. But she was in real estate, and that was. I think it was for faxes. That's how they would do it. They would send the fax over the line, the line with the phone yeah. thing. And that's um, wow. And then I remember. After that, some period of time in Atlanta, a few years later, when fax machines were getting kind of popular, God, they're so expensive back then too compared to what they are now. They're just like free now compared I to. I can't Earthy. believe that we still use fax machines in this some day and age. Some people do. I, it's been forever since I faxed something. I fax something probably 15 to 20 times a shift at the hospital, and I get probably 100 faxes in a 12 hour shift wow it's so stupid but what's the reason there's got to be a reason it's there the part of the reason has to do with security because it is so secu- it is it's actually pretty secure because it's the data transmission is point to point it doesn't even go out on on onto a, a, and it doesn't go on the internet it, it is the in-house it's like calling you know how you have multiple extensions mm-hmm. it's like calling from one phone to another okay. in-house in here in in your in your office okay right so it's secure because we're talking about you know personal health health information and that's a bit it's a, I mean it's a big deal mm-hmm. HIPAA is a, is a very very real thing. So that's one reason they uh, do that's that. I think that's I know that that's one reason that they do it because I've asked I'm like Jesus Christ can't we just email this mm-hmm. Can you just email this? To me? I have a terminal up right here like not everybody has access to email and I'm like everybody has access to email that work in the hospital if they don't there's a problem mm-hmm. I don't believe that there's people that don't have access to email fine. So then we can't email any of this stuff. We email stuff all the time with patient information on it Mm -hmm. all the time. So that was the thing is like, what's what's just not secure enough. It's not secure enough. Maybe you should hire more it people then. Yes. Maybe you should beef up security. I guarantee there's a certain standard of security that has to be met uh, when it comes to health and information. Like there has to be, but I mean, if I can remote in, put it this way, like from where we're sitting right now, I could get online, Get into uh, through the hospital the VPN, and this is not. It's not not nefarious. Like I'm not doing, I'm not going outside my normal job function or anything like that. Or not not job function, but I'm not doing anything bad. Mm -hmm. I'm doing something that they actually set up a VPN portal, right? So you can log in and check your schedule. Your job. I can do my job. I can I can do most of my job that way. But it but you can do I can do all of that stuff, and I can get a hold of all that. That's not. I mean, it's secure. Mm-hmm. It's definitely secure, so I don't, I don't know, but yeah, the f- fucking fucking drives me crazy. The now Avery and Bianca and Brittany are gonna know they're like, oh god, here fucking again with this r- fax rant because they work with me and they hear me and this fucking stupid act because it fucks up all the time.
2: Oh, good.
1: So the pharmacy, you, uh, like a year ago or so, paid for everybody a- to get do, brand new faxes that do things electronically, and they 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 do all sorts of great stuff and they're like newer, very small, compact. They they'll they last forever and they're great. The pharmacy paid for that. Well, my job doesn't have shit to do with the pharmacy, so we didn't get a new fax machine. So I have an okay. old one that weighs 50 fucking pounds. And it is like that shitty tan color from the 80s. Oh, great. So you, you know exactly what so I'm talking you, about. you want to go all office base on it is what you want to I, do. I, I just I take fucking it do. And I, I come close to it every single shift I work because yeah. there's always something fucked up with it. Or somebody tries to fax something from one end. They're like, oh, yeah, I'll just fax you the information. And I'm like, I already got you on the phone. Why don't you just tell me the information? Oh, no, I'll fax it. <laughs> Can you not fucking fax it? Can you not hop in your covered wagon and ride over here with it? <laughs> Seriously, the fax—the fax was invented right around the same time as a telegraph. Tell them to send smoke signals. Oh fucking shit! It would be less wasteful. <laughs> I mean, starting the fire right now—I get it. Fire danger is not that great, or not that fire danger is really bad right now. So smoke signals maybe may not be the best way. It's definitely better than a goddamn fax machine. It's like, why don't you say, you ought to just uh, say, well, you can't send a fax, it's broken. No, it's not just there. Hold on a second. You pull, unplug it, do this. Hold on. Throw it in the dumpster. Yep, it's broken. Definitely broken. It's not going to work. If it's not broken, it sure as shit ain't gonna work today. Because I have blood all over my fist from punching it. I was listening to uh, Open Anthony uh, on uh, whenever they were uh, together years ago. Yeah, in uh, Sirius XM or it was XM, I suppose. And they had a uh, yeah, you know, they they have cart machines and then but they have CDs and they were there was this one machine they were having. It was it wasn't a bit. I don't think they're always having trouble with it, but it didn't. It wasn't failing all the time, but occasionally they just said we need to have their. IT or a tech guy come in here and check this out. Just right now on this, figure it, and it would never be broken at the time. So, <laughs> this was going on and on for probably a few months. It would just kind of every six or eight days, it would kind of mess up a little bit. And Opie was getting pissed off at it, and uh, he said, "You have to call someone because it's not gonna, it's not gonna be fucked up when he gets in here." So he said, "Fine, we're just gonna." He unplugged it. He started. There and he had to found a hammer or a wrench or something oh, from shit. some of the part and just. Bang, bang, make sure bang. it was calm. Now show them it's broken. Yeah. That way it shows yeah. up. and Need it's another one. Broken. <laughs> <laughs> it was just, it was five. you had to, you had to listen to the bit for the six months setup. I can imagine. Yeah. The long con, like just one of those really, you're just like deep into the joke. Yeah. And then it's six months and you're like, all right, well we're going to fix this. And just, uh, pow, it's broken. Now, come on in here. Calm in here. Yep. I, I hate, I hate outdated electronics. It, make, it makes me so, it just, it fucking infuriates me. I always thought you could have a. Um, I'm not sure how well this is go, but this is this is back in the '90s, let's say, when you had uh, uh, players and carts and say printers and monitors that were just all fucking up, and people wanted to get rid of them. I thought you could uh, have a bar where you would um, uh, bring your stuff to. You would bring it'd be like it'd be like a like a a, a, a pitcher. What the hell, you know, like a like a batting cage, but a pitcher cage, if you. Oh, will. okay. But, or your beer bottles, so you'd set your stuff up there. You bring your stuff, that you're just so pissed off at at the end of the day, and drink your beer, and then whip your just beer start. bottle. Oh, I love that at, at your piece of electronic equipment at your office that was just doing nothing but causing you anxiety. What about a batting cage? Yeah. Where that was at the other end. Oh, that'd be great. Yeah. I set your pieces up there. Fuck yeah! Just boom and boom. That'd be good. How come you don't set up a batting cage in your hangar? We, we actually could do a batting cage in here. Yeah, I know. How how come I don't? Because I didn't have the idea until just now. Until just now. That's why. I'll tell you what. We should take a break and hammer out those details. Already? Yeah. Yeah. Joe. What? Okay. These people we've barraged their poor fucking ears for thirty minutes. Okay. Okay. All right. We'll be right back.
0: And still here a cross black.
2: When
1: does the romancing start, Joe? Oh, the romancing is over. That was a nice thirty-second break. No, I mean because we have the lights down now. Oh yeah, we did. That's all I'm saying. Something about turn the lights down low. Like there's some sort of country song, right? Put on the music that's nice and slow. I don't, I don't remember the song. <laughs> it's a country song. So during the break, we're talking about um, <laughs> running drugs. Yeah, right. Uh, and and exploding uh, airplanes and exploding airplanes no it's it was, I don't know how that came up, but I, I we were talking about how you made a made a mention of of uh um how it took a special kind of pilot to be oh, we were talking about how your plane has a transponder and how you can actually just shut it off and yeah. I thought that was just a movie thing transponder, ladies and gentlemen is a is a radio transmitter that uh that sends out a frequency and you can change the frequencies and and the uh the uh air traffic control it has radar and they can pick you up and they know where you are and how high you are and how fast you're going that kind of thing well now that uh Paul's done mansplaining what a transponder is. I'm not mansplaining. Most people it. fucking know what a transponder is because they they've They do seen, not. They've seen Passenger 57 and they've seen fucking Air Force One and they've seen movies and what a fucking transponder is. Do Con you, Air. Do you the re- guy, the one pilot guy who takes the transponder up, puts battery on it, and has, uh, uh, I think it's Dave Chappelle walk in into another hangar and throw it into another vehicle. They are another. Uh, do uh, they plane. really? You really think most. I'm, am I, I wrong? Think about most this? people? I, I don't. I I think you're kind of insulting our I'm so sorry. Our 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 fan I, base. I really am. I, I will take a whip and yeah, <laughs> Oh yeah, you will I'm gonna take it out on your ass. We later got the bull out last night, didn't we? Man, that bullwhip whip was awesome. <laughs> I just realized <laughs> what well, you just said. Ha yep. <laughs> Before we went to go see Raiders of the Lost Ark, the first <laughs> Indiana Jones movie. While we're mansplaining things. We had to get in the mood. Yeah, well, I literally, Oz is the, one of the coolest fucking people on earth. He was going to go with us, but he had some work he had to do and whatnot. But he still showed up at the brewery and said, here you go, guys. You should take this <laughs> with you. And he just handed me a fucking bullwhip. It was great. I'd never actually messed around with a bullwhip before. and uh, I had. And you were a goddamn pro. <laughs> no wonder. You know, so Here's how you make this thing crack. And you're like, yeah. yeah. And we that. went out back of the brewery, and people were just like, who are these rowdy cocksuckers? Right. And they're like, yeah, you but know But you who picked we are. it up fairly quickly. Yeah, yeah. The, I think the, it was my instruction. It was your expert tutelage. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. So we anyway, did it. Anyway, anyway. Uh, yeah. Transponder. Transponder. So I didn't know you could just shut them off. I thought that was a movie thing. No. But it, but then you said, "Yeah, you shut them off. That that's how that's why that you know people do that when they're running drugs." And then I asked you about how much it, I know or how I said that I like that you have experience, like you're not you don't have experience. I don't. I'm sorry. You you know people that have experience, like you don't. Yes. You, I know you, people that have spent time in prison for doing this. See, ADHD. and which is a good reason for you not to have any experience in it. Yeah. So I I mean, how much time are we talking where these people I mean, they still in prison. Many, no, they've gotten this. One person got out. uh, I don't know how many years ago it was, but I'm going to say, if I had to guess, that they spent uh, 20 years. Holy shit! Yeah, running a shitload of coke. What's a shitload? I don't know, but I I mean, I I don't remember poundage or bales or how many. And it was one of those things too, where it was. I think when you get the needle in your arm, that's not really a cute metaphor. This, this person was not. I don't think this person. It's all. was always in at all. Excuse me. Was into um, coke at the time. Hard to believe, right, Charlie? Huh. Um, <laughs> well, he wasn't into coke in the '80s, and he was a pilot. Yeah, and he was and, just into money. And here's the deal. I th- I wish one of my friends were listening to this podcast. So they could correct me because they would. They would know. But anyway, um, this is one of those deals where the one run would have been totally sufficient, and they they got did several runs finally got caught and got greedy and they, sloppy i'm sure yeah but you no know, it was kind of exciting you know they had several million dollars apparently and they could have just quit right then you know and made some investments and that kind of, but it was like that wouldn't. That wouldn't do. It's like when you're successful at doing whatever and get you get away with whatever, you think it's not dangerous anymore. You're no longer doing well. It's 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 complacency. Yes, it's like oh, we did it before. Hey, we done it twice it now. Happens, Fuck, let's go get some more. It happens with industrial accidents all the time. I asked Tim yeah. about his, uh, and he said he flat out blamed himself when that boil over happened, and, mm-hmm. and it burned him when he was making the ginger ale. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's like, I I was I felt bad for him, it's but the, he it's said the, it's a hard lesson. But that's what happens when you. You don't have any near misses or or any actual accidents for so long. And then you get complacent. Because that's what you're, happens. And, and that's what happens. I'm sure that's what happens with pilots. It's too. also when you're training and this, it's kind of well-known. You know, they have all this data on when accidents happen. And I think the sweet spot somewhere is around 200 flight hours. Um, most students don't have accidents as much as. A pilot who's on their own in a couple of hours because they're being very careful. they with instructors, and that and if they can't fly and they're not doing very well, they'll quit normally. But uh, and some have minor accidents, but fatalities I think are normally at about two hundred hour mark, and that's because they're they've been you know, they're careful early on. They got their license. They're making doing everything like by the book, you know, and all that. And then it's it gets a little bit easier, a little more relaxed, and that's around the five hundred fifty two hundred hour mark. How many hours do you have? I don't, I don't really know total. I don't know. It's not thousands. Powered flights, it's, it's not it's, in um, the thousands yet? No, it's, uh, no, it's, I've got a lot of flights with, I don't really know. I don't know what my total is. It's um. I mean, it's over a thousand, easily. Right on. But... You should think about adding that up. Well, I, you, you do, so I'm, I'm trying to get the total gliding hours I have, plus... Uh, And by the way, they, they log them by how many hours you have. I think that's wrong. I think what really, really counts more is takeoffs and landings. Because normally in a power plane, if you're just in the air... Oh, yeah. It's like, who gives a shit? No, that that makes sense. Uh, yeah. No, that, that makes perfect and, and sense. And you log those, too. In your logbook, you have takeoffs and landings and all that and sometimes if you're not making short hops like around here or giving rides giving rides to kids like you're doing 10 or 12 flights a day that's a lot you're getting very proficient if you haven't flown in a little while but you're doing takeoffs and landings and takeoffs and landings. Take i like landings. that you just said not take you hadn't flown in a little while and then taking kids around for flights you're like <laughs> all right kids i'm a little rusty who wants to have fun today this is, today's gonna be fun well who's got a will to live raise your hand and the one fourth grader's like i don't like my parents <laughs> Normally what I do, if I haven't flown in like a week or two, people, people do ask that. It's a, not an uncommon question. Uh, adults that I know, kind of friends or friends of friends, so, when was the last time you flew? You know, they kind of, they kind of want to know that. Well, it's like on the backroom casting couch when he always asks the girls, like, when was the last time you had sex? Right, right, same kind of thing. Same, exact same kind of thing. I've tried that question when they go into the airplane it doesn't have the same answer. <laughs> when was the last time you had sex? What? <laughs> What I'm like? I'm I'm in fifth grade. (laughs) 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 Oh fuck, that's fucked up. No, we were talking about American made and how you said that those guys. It takes a special kind of pilot to be able to just jump out because a lot of times those guys just bail out. You do, and and yeah, the pilot save your ass. Like you dump the coke and and you're good, and you and you you dump it out, and then ten or twenty miles. You want to be near the coke that close to it, so you got to jump out, let the airplane's high. And you just jump out and boom, and it crashes somewhere in the swamp or middle of nowhere, hopefully. And then uh, the airplane's burned up because you, if so, if you love flying and love aviation, quite often you love aircraft and you've maybe taken care of them and do these things and worked on them as you're growing up or whatever. So now you get to, or you're supposed to, that's one of your tasks. You got to jump out, and they don't want to do that. They don't want to see the airplane burn and go away. So the airplane was put together from raw materials pulled out of the earth right with human ingenuity and engineering and, hey, yeah no i get mm-hmm. it i yeah. it, it's it's whats well, like I'm, cars are like that i people get attached to sh- fucking 88 chevy astro vans right. but, but, but they then, love the, they love the the vehicle whatever the vehicle but then there's is. that small category of people who want a little bit of danger and they're like Pfft fuck man we'll buy one twice that good with after this load watch this and i'm gonna do the biggest line off of the fucking wing (laughs) of the brand new plane we buy with this load that we did right so there you there you have that and then uh yeah if you haven't seen american made people yeah please it's a good movie yeah it's a good it's it's a really good movie uh what uh your 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 friend that uh went to prison Mm -hmm. well he's not wasn't really a friend won't call him a is it? Well, were you a ground porter? Did you help load the plane? No, I didn't. He was just an acquaintance. He was he was my pilot. and uh, I was you know. just unloading, uh, offloading a little kilo container because there's always a little bit of residue in there, and you just kind of... Yeah, yeah you know. just kind of... It was yeah. like crazy how my ass was numb all the time I ever flew to sea. <laughs> just Coke everywhere. <clears throat> what... Uh, oh, Man, so there's just, a lot of sugar, powdered sugar that <laughs> are moving up from Central <laughs> you work at a bakery or what? What? <laughs> 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 uh, that's funny <laughs> it's just funny like we always talk about it like we always joke I don't know if we've ever even mentioned it on the podcast is that graduated high school in 1981 mm. college in about 86 or so right but wait a minute uh, I went to college right out of what do you mean I oh, graduated college yeah, I graduated co- finished with college around sorry. 86 because I know you took a fucking relax okay <laughs> well, he's like it took me five years to get my associates because I went to Auburn <laughs> <laughs> oh no uh, anyway uh th- that you know it's like mid mid 80s yeah yeah <laughs> and I have trouble believing that you with your with the with be, be, you know being a pilot being engrossed in pilot culture and around all these other pilots and being the 80s and uh you know being... You know, real close to Florida. The, these guys were a little but, bit older. It was the time that But you're the you were the ringleader because you have your international finance degree. Ringleader, <laughs> shipping and receiving. You know, just, yeah, the uh, import export business. Yeah, it's like the, it's like yeah, the, somebody's fucking Uncle Goomba in Jersey. Where, where does he work? Oh, he's in construction. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. In just sanitation. Like sanitation. Yeah, construction <laughs> and sanitation. <laughs> He's like, Oh, he's got a restaurant. Yeah. How's the food? I don't know. They don't serve any food there. Oh, exactly. Speaking of this connection, the person that's a friend of mine, who's that's their cousin, um, is Italian last name. And they went up to, (laughs) so (laughs) it gets better and better. Um, there are some so this is really this, fantastic uh, restaurants in New York that are used to launder some of this money. Of course, yeah. And um, did you go ever go to New? York? N- well, no. My friend up there when he was courting this other. This is not that long ago. Actually, this is your friend, and it was his cousin that was the one yes, that got pinched. Yes, okay, gotcha. Yeah. So um, they're up there to the uh, these really fantastic, fantastic restaurants in New York. And this is how a lot of restaurants get going. I mean, are they, how they stay afloat. Oh yeah, because no, they really can't. So it's not. It's a little easier if you're involved in a little crooked. Anthony Bourdain called it uh, supplemental powder. <laughs> in, in, in 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 kitchen his in kitchen, yeah. his first book, Kitchen Confidential, he talks about how yeah he, he stumbled across the like just a drug deal going on, and that's one of the reasons that he was able to continue yeah doing heroin for very for a long time for next to no money because. He saw drugs being exchanged and drug money being exchanged and then how they um, magically all of a sudden, even in, during uh, like a, was it like 88 or 89 where there was a bit of a, a dip? You know, it was a, like a minor mm. recession. Somehow. He said during somehow <laughs> during a recession, the owner of this place was able to buy brand new ovens, brand new ranges. Fridges, all this Mm -hmm. stuff. And they all, it just showed up overnight. He did, he's like, I did brunch service on a Sunday morning. I went to do uh, dinner service, showed up at, uh, you know, like four o'clock in the afternoon to do dinner service. Mm -hmm. And, you know, in uh, 18 hours, they had installed all this new stuff. And where'd the money come from? Oh, I was able to get it, go to, go to, I went to my friend and got a loan. So, so some of these operations have kind of like American made anyway, but not that much money, but they had a lot of money flying around from, from this kind of stuff, and uh, from the nose, candy. Colombian Bam Bam, <laughs> <laughs> the Colombian marching powder, and, and um, so my friend went up there, and, and they were up there uh, in New York, kind of doing the tourist thing, and they were told to go to a bunch of these restaurants. Yeah, you know, just go to these restaurants. Go to that one. Go to this one. So they would go there, all dressed up. And my friend has money, you know, he's, and it's not cheap up there. These, you know, it's yeah. expensive to eat up in New York at nice, re- nice restaurants. And they, oh, come over here, my friend. And they'll take their jacket. They'll do this. do that. And do, Would you like some wine? I, like, I don't know. Could, don't worry about it. We we, you know, and they, so they feeding all this crap. Didn't take a dime from him. no Yeah, because they had so much money flying around. They had to run it through the business, of course. They didn't want, you know, it was on the house, everything. And, and he said he felt real uncomfortable. He didn't really... He really didn't – he chose – He sounds really naive. He chose not he's to put two and two together. Probably safe. He yes. kept himself – it's plausible yeah. deniability. But he said as much as he tried to give them money for any of this stuff, and it was, it was expensive fucking meals. All right. Man, I, I really wish to. I would have been involved in – or not involved, but known people that are that interesting. I, I really – like, I just don't. I did know – I had one friend that nobody knew what his fa- – his dad was a, his dad was a pastor his dad was a pastor to this country church look some of those guys don't have boring lives pastor's though. wife well you know I'm just saying pastor's wife they're the ones with the bull whips yeah, uh, well, yeah no I understand yeah. I'm sure he likes to. the pastor likes to get railed with the the, the business end the non-business end the handle end <laughs> which is fine yeah man yeah. whatever you're into don't judge but it's, it, like the guy like the there were two brothers one was my age one is like seven or eight years younger than me around my brother's age <laughs> and uh, they didn't go to the same school as us, but I knew him because I went to a different school at one point in time and he moved closer to town, but still went to the same school as parents drove him mm-hmm. rather than me. I moved into a different school district. So like I, we just remained, you know, friends and uh, he ended up, I got word. I went back to Ohio um, 2010 to just meet up with some old friends. We had like a band nerd kind uh-huh. of so We were all in, Marching Man, And uh, I was like, hey, man, um, I tried to look up uh, Seth is his name. I tried to look up Seth, but uh, I mean, I couldn't find his parents or him or any listings or I couldn't find I couldn't find him on Facebook or anything. And people are looking at me because I'm out of the loop, you know, and I found mm-hmm. out about like one of our friends that had died a couple years before that nobody fucking told me because I'm out of the loop in Arizona. And uh, these people are all we're all at dinner and they kind of looked at me and they're like, you didn't hear about this. And I'm like, no, what? And they're like. Fucking uh, old Pastor Johnson, he had a fucking pot farm growing on his farm <laughs> in like like the back forty on his like hundred acres out in the middle of nowhere. Nice. So he's in prison now. Oh yeah, wow. the Still whole is? family. Oh oh, Pastor, Pastor's wife, the 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 one son was kind of not the ringleader, but he was the one that was like processing things, and they had vacuum sealers. They were they were caught with everything. It wasn't just like. 20 or 30 plants it was like a a medium operation no it was like a couple thousand plants Uh and like a vacuum seal and baling machine to compress into bricks and did i Did we talk about the um the bust that happened at the at the farm that i was renting the pot bust not not on here not on here i don't think we did it's what this is the farm where is that the one where you would go out and you would do the the georgia shower with the hose like you wouldn't, I yeah, like the Georgia I, bidet I, I, or whatever yeah, you yeah, <laughs> yeah that that was one. But this was a this was a farm that we. It's.
0: <laughs> I just have
1: this fucking naked vision of you like use you're like I don't need toilet paper. I use the hose. As you're it's like, it's not exactly how it would <laughs> happen. <laughs> it's not. It's not as you're sipping moonshine out of a jar, like I, it yeah. doesn't get any fucking more redneck than that. Not red, not even redneck. That's hillbilly yeah. shit. Anyway, sorry. So sorry. We, we had a you uh, lived out on a farm down by the river. Yes, <laughs> there's <laughs> wildwood weed growing everywhere as well far as what, ha- what happened was, so I lived out there with, with a few people, and there was actually a corral in the middle of this area. And this is where we built this is what year would this have been? We built a half pipe, I mean, a nice half pipe in this corral. It was a, a you horse. You built a half pipe like for, for a skateboard? Skating, yeah. Now, I wasn't really into it then. I was a little bit of skating, but it wasn't, I didn't really, It didn't get the bug with it because even back then, I was like, I don't want to break my bones. And I wasn't that old then, but it's like, I'm just not. You just don't want to start. You don't want to develop the develop thritis. So this was going to be in uh 80, one, 2, 3, it's going to be mid 80s. I don't know exactly what year it would have been. Anyway, this was early on when skateboarding was. Um, still in its infancy Yeah For sure but, yeah. It, but it was probably California places like that Whatever Had these half pipe things And so One of my good friends Who's still a friend of mine Different George We heard him talk about him But he goes God I got the, What do you think guys I got this buddy of mine He's into skateboarding And uh, I think it would be Just really cool as hell Just to build a half pipe but in the corral We weren't doing anything With the corral at the time I was working on gliders Or airplane pieces In the stalls Where the horses were it Had concrete poured Where they were And the guy that owned the place Um doesn't sound like he really gave a shit. Well, he, he he yeah he grew pot out there, okay, and we didn't know that. <laughs> you didn't? <laughs> no, no. You're- oh no, I'm sorry. I mean back. <coughs> Hold on. I'm, yes, we didn't know that initially. But we were storing it up in this attic. We were storing it. And there were all these buds all in the fiberglass and stuff. He was storing his – he was drying out. Oh, dry, yeah, he was drying his pot up in the, yeah. in the attic? I'm like, or, holy yeah. crap. Look at this up here. My other friend freaked it. Because we could sell this shit. I said, you're going to sell it. I'm not – I was still trying to be semi-serious with my grades in life and getting to the Air Force maybe and that kind of stuff. You know, I'm like – What a fucking square. I know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so, so, um, so, so they got – I don't know how many – Dude, I'm, I'm going to tell you, I bet they pulled, my friends pulled out hundreds of buds because the guy just put his big, he would he, he, he take all the dried out and just stuff it in bags and, you know, and, and, and whatever, and go, fell whatever, out, he whatever it was, he just, up, fuck man. it. He's done with it. You know, but he grew So, so that was going on. How out there. long had you lived there before you discovered it was a fucking pot farm? Um, well, it wasn't really a farm. I think he had quit it, but he owned the property, you know? So yeah. it was kind of a friend of a friend kind of thing. And uh, and we needed a place to live, and it was uh was going to, it was after Auburn, yeah, it was after Auburn and before well, I was going to Germany. I, I the, the time frame is a little bit it's fuzzy, it's a little bit I wonder, fuzzy. I wonder why <laughs> it's a little bit fuzzy. So anyway, um, then this half pipe thing, you know, so we're so we're out there living, working on cars and airplane pieces, and I was doing my composite stuff, and uh, and uh, so my friend goes, we got to build this. Half. Great, fine, let's build the half pipe. Let's go get a bunch of wood. Let's do it. And they, I think we finished off the service with some some composite gel coat and things like. We tried these different materials. It was kind of a cool test. That is kind of cool, yeah. actually. And they and there were some famous skater. I don't know their names. Not I don't know. It, I, Tony Hawk could have showed up, as far as I knew back then. You'd recognize was, Tony Hawk because he's like six five. Yeah, and back then he was like six five. 160 pounds yeah i don't i have to talk to my friends the giant came out but these guys were fairly well known they were coming through atlanta and they and they we had these big parties that would set up big lights out there at night and they were doing music and crap and it, we had party after party after this party sounds like there. a blast yes like it was drugs a blast aside like it did like it like it just sounds like a lot dude, of dude we had we had keg parties i mean large keg parties and worked for domino's pizza at the time that's an easy way to market yourself because you just call all the other Domino's pizza franchisees and let them know where and when. I mean just a couple phone calls and it spreads like wildfire. Fuck yeah. Big keg yeah. party, half pipe, you know, all this kind of stuff. What here's a whole delivery bridge. driver goes on a delivery and see delivers to a, a a house full of hot girls or several houses full of hot girls. I did that. Oh yeah. I'm disgusting. I'm a pig or I was. Still, kind of am, but I was more I'm, of a pig. I'm then. sure I told I, you about the delivery that I made, where the girl was naked when she in, intentionally naked. That's amazing. Did I tell you this that, too? Yes, or you not? did, and you did, and and, and I was on I the sadly, podcast. We talk about yeah. That? I, well, I don't remember. Maybe I don't know. Maybe well, well, let's get through weather. this half pipe. Yeah,
0: and, the, and the, yeah.
1: Okay, so so they're out there. All these parties, all this craps going on, and then um, did I go to Germany again? I don't know why I stopped living there. But it was getting a little bit cra- – I mean, it was a lot of fun, but it was like most of my friends weren't going to school at the time. You know, they were already graduated. but they yeah, were – Yeah, they were wanting to hang out and party. And that's just, all yeah. they were wanting to do. Yeah. So I went, this is cool, but I need to get a little more serious. with. So I think I left, and within about two or three weeks, the GBI, Georgia Brewer Investigation, busted everybody in the house. Oh, Here's what was going on. shit. Because some of those dudes that were there and one of my friends without telling me, and that was fine because they knew I wouldn't they, – they knew me. They respected me. And they didn't want to involve me with all this kind of stuff. So they were growing pot back there in the woods. There's a big wooded area behind there. <laughs> and I didn't know. I didn't know that. Oh, so shit. But here's how they got busted. The GBI had helicopters. They would go out. And this is when a lot of pot busts were going on. People were growing out in the woods and stuff like that. They were going to a known huge pot thing. Uh, uh, area and they were go boom 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 and there they go and they're going like low level and that kind of crap and they look down and there's a half pipe and then real nearby there's some fucking pot which and they're not even at their places that's just land here they've landed in the corral next to the Holy next shit. to the half pipe and busted everybody in there now somehow they were able to talk their way out of it that it wasn't theirs i mean i i don't know i don't really know how this worked I think maybe one of them went to jail. After this is bringing back a lot of memories. I'm to like, do, to my do you friends. still stay in touch with any of those guys? Yeah. It, oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So uh, I just happened, which was good because I was still trying to get into later on to the the reserves and that kind of stuff. So it was good that that was not on my record. I just happened to not be there when this. this I, I just missed it. Barely. Man, talk about uh, just oddly prescient. You you got out of the right time. Oh yeah. That's. But we had, dude. I am talking keg parties were so big back then we had people show up in live music again 83 84 and these well known yeah, the b come out and play and rem yeah and those guys some of the black crows and they're not from that area though so <laughs> so so but it was it was of course it was tons of women tons of booze again all this music it was a part it was the party house in, the, in that area at the time. And it was out in the sticks. It was it was It, it was, was, outside the, it was on the perimeter. It was right on the edge of the sticks. You yeah. But it was, it was, right now, oh, my God, it's a four-lane highway going through there. And, and development's probably movie theaters and stuff. You know, it's all grown up now and filled in like Atlanta did. All the suburbs grew. And it's a it's a nice area to live now. You know, there are big, beautiful homes. Probably that whole thing is gone right now. I didn't go by there when I went back because no, I, I don't like That's, to – I don't really le- relive the past very much. I, I just don't. I really have never been a go back and relive stuff kind of person. I do it to remind me of, oh, yeah, don't do that anymore. They're like, oh, that's right. I don't, that's why I don't do this. Now, there are a couple things like I like, there's, it's weird. It's not places that I lived that I like to reminisce about. It's places that I always wanted to explore driving by looking out the window. Mm -hmm. Isn't that, isn't that weird? Yeah. Uh, Is there's like, there's uh, just, when I moved to Ohio from the desert, I was, you know, I li- I was born in Ohio, but I moved to to Tucson when I was like four, like three and a half, four years old. So all I really remembered, I barely have memories of of uh of 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 Ohio prior to moving to Tucson. So we lived in Tucson for like four or five years. Then I moved uh we moved back, and where we moved was out in the middle of fucking nowhere. But I went from the desert where there was no uh like you had it said the Santa Maria River, and then you look at it and you're like, no, there's no, that's not a river. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is for like a week out of the out of the year mm-hmm. total. So I I went from that to all this green and like I'd just go over a bridge and it wasn't just a dry wash; it was like actual water flowing. You could see fish, in it. that just fascinated me. And there are all these places I always wanted to stop, and that's Portia and I have done that uh, and gone back, to, uh, you know, back to visit, you know, our family, and uh, I'll just go to places, and she'll go. Dad, did you uh, you used to come here all the time? I said, no, I drove by here all the time. We just never stopped. And I always wanted to stop and check it out. Mm-hmm. And that's – but yeah, I rarely, like, go – I don't really go by old places that I used to live and do shit like that. Like, I mean, I have, like, in this town, because I've lived here 20 years, and sometimes you just can't help it. Right. But it's not like a reminiscing right. thing. You're just like, you're. it doesn't really matter. I, I did a little of that. When my uh, parents got divorced and I moved to the Atlanta area when I was, I don't know, 13, 14. Yeah, 13-ish. Um, And I'd go back and visit my mother in Texas in the Dallas area. So when I would go back there, and it, it, this is for a while, I would go back occasionally and just drive, I'd borrow her car and just go back to the old neighborhoods and see what the old house looks like. And my sister still lives in this area. She doesn't didn't want to really get out of that spot. So... Mm-hmm. And it, it was interesting, and you know, the first house that we owned or rented, and my father was flying with Delta, and then a bigger house, just driving around. But after X number of years of doing that off and on, I don't know, it just kind of felt weird to me, or something is like, it's, it's not serving any purpose any longer for me to go back and look at this stuff. Well, especially if there were any sort of bad memories. Yeah. Because it doesn't do anything to rehash that. You've already gone through that, dealt, that, you dealt with that. You don't need to re, yeah. re live it so to speak and they say you can never go home is that what they say what else did they they say yeah some they they say you never go home um don't piss into the wind you should wipe front to back i don't know it doesn't really matter (laughs) for us (laughs) for us it doesn't matter no No. yes front to back because uh just to not to put too fine a point on you don't want to wipe feces into the vagina I, I think it's not good for well, the vagina for the point I, I know but you just letting uh, you know that okay <laughs> uh, just in case you know just in case you I was wanting to do that later this week you wanted to wipe feces into a vagina I've just be, I, I mean I, I, I got a guy work. if you want a woman who wants to let you wipe feces into her vagina I could get a guy I could, shit. A guy I got a guy yeah <laughs> I got a guy who who's who's got so it's, it's like 9 30 yeah it's 9 30 it's not a, that yes it's, got it. It. It's, thursday. Fucking, it's thursday thursdays anyway? in college were fucking party nights that was Thirsty it man. thursday man always oh yeah yeah when i mean, you, you want to now college girl is going to take me like 24 hours i didn't say i wanted a college girl oh well, well you don't want a college girl that's smarter than you anyway you don't I mean, there's so you no don't there's no question about that you don't you don't want but that they don't have the stories i do not yet, Oh, yeah. old man. River, tell us yeah. about the good old I don't wanna, days. It, but it's true. It's like, um, like the scene in the right stuff. You remember when the uh, when the ponchos uh, burned down? Yes, in the right stuff, and they went back there. They went walking through it, and um, and uh, she, you know, his wife, uh, Chuck Yeager's wife, was saying, you know, I something about the reason I like to. You, you're never one of those guys. She, she goes, if you are one of those guys, one of those bitter older guys, that looks back and how. And how things used to be, and how much better it was. She goes, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna run, and you're never gonna catch me," you know, or so, something like yeah, that. It was yeah, like yeah, yeah. rather than looking back and being you're pissed off at your life. And then the words, the what I got out of that was, again, forward looking. We're looking forward. My you know? life back there is what is what brought me to this yeah. moment. So I'm looking forward. I don't need to look back. But then, but that, but that's like a that's like a bullshit axiom like, to a certain degree because. Sure. If you didn't look to the past then you would never learn from any of your mistakes. No, that's not what that's saying though. It, know, it's, it's like don't it, dwell on don't dwell on the shit that you didn't do. Uh, right? Right. Don't right. dwell on the shit that you didn't do. Don't dwell on the shit that you did wrong. Or just, just re, don't or, or fuck just, up again. Or just reliving this stuff that you think is fantastic. How about let's let's do some fantastic stuff right now? Exactly. Let's, let's live in the, the now. It can get better. Yeah. yeah. Like that stuff was great, but man, now with all the knowledge that I have now, and you know, let's keep going, kind of thing. And I I, th- I think he responds back to her and says something like, "You know, I may be a fearless man, but I'm scared to death of you," or something like that. I think that's verbatim what he says to her. Actually, yeah. <coughs> Sam Shepard. Good old Sam. Uh, Didn't he die recently? Yeah, he did. He died last year. Oh, man. Oh, that's okay. He was old. He so well, was old okay. as fuck. So he had a good, a good so one. He was like fucking 90 or something. Really? Dude, he was in his 50s when he played Chuck Yeager in 1983. He looked pretty good. Eh, not really. He looked like Chuck Yeager. Oh, he, he look looked a good. lot much better than Chuck Yeager. Do, you think so? Now what are you on your phone? You got something going on, dude? I'm looking up when Sam. how old Sam Shepard was, you goddamn dick. He was in one of his last movies Was uh, that actually got an Academy Award. Mud. Remember that? Mud? Yeah. I think it yeah. was in mud. That was a great movie. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people didn't like it. He got like a Matthew 90... McConaughey, man. That was great. Yeah. Nineteen forty three. What? To was... last year. Oh. Uh uh-huh. what is that? He wasn't that old. Seventy two? He wasn't ninety. That's not that old. Seventy anymore. four. Seventy four. It's old enough. It's old. What it's else old. do you think uh the right stuff was one of his big movies he's known for I have no idea I can't even think of another are movie you a Sam other Shepard other a fan I'm not really a fan. I don't fucking I didn't wish I don't I didn't like dance on his grave when he died but I don't know uh, like I'm not a I wouldn't say I'm a fucking super fan like yeah. I don't I couldn't name more than two movies he's been in. I can't either mud in the right stuff right like <laughs> uh, the uh, no like he Sam Shepard Rogers the third well I'm glad there, he it to Sam your, Shepard. your problem yeah Oh God, he died from ALS. Oh shit. That's fucking horrible. Oh, he was married to Jessica Lang. No shit. Wait a second. No, maybe not. Well, all right. Oh, he didn't marry her because I'm looking at his spouse, this one woman named Olan Jones, married 1969, divorced 1984. Jessica Lang. 1982 to 2009. <laughs> I'm like, well, there's two years mm. overlapping, but they never married. But uh, good for him. Jessica Lang smoking hot. Yes, she is. Still give her a throw to this day. Yeah. Uh Oh, he wrote a bunch of things. Oh, that reminds me. I watched a Bronx tale, and we found out last night from you. I'm so sorry, Joe. I found out two things that I'm really fucking disappointed in oh, you with. Oh, God. Here we go. Here we go. Yeah, we're going down this road because the the the, the, the fans, they need to know. One, you've oh, never seen God. a Bronx tale. I have Chaz Palminteri. So many go to Joe Pesci at the end. Maybe I'll there's, come over to your place and watch it. There's so many. Fuck you. You sit here and watch it 20 times. you got to catch up. you sit here and you watch and you'll you like sit it. it. You sit here, you watch it, and you can't even touch your fucking iPad the whole time. <laughs> no! <laughs> so that, I come to find out that you've never seen that, and then also that you don't like uh, Bob Seeger. Okay, now hold on. No, no, you hold on. You hate Bob Seger. <laughs> you said, I hate Bob Seger and the Jews from run Hollywood. Gone from, <laughs> gone from don't like Bob Seger to hate Bob, Se- Bob Seger, and your next step was going to be, you were plotting to kill Bob Seger. I heard that I you were plotting to kill Bob Seger. <laughs> I don't appreciate it. Oh, I'm not saying I don't. I got a silver bullet for you. All right. So, <laughs> Didn't, didn't this happen when we came out from the theater? Isn't he coming around or yeah, playing? Was, yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. We how started now. What it was is George Thurgood and the that's Destroyers right. is playing Laughlin. That's right. And I and I, I am kind of a fan of I get your
2: motherfucker.
1: How do you fucking? You're like man. I would love to see George Thurgood and da, da, da And I was talking to Mike and Mike the other day had said, I think everybody needs more Bob Seger in their life. And I'm like, you know, Mike. After you said that, I started listening to a bunch of Bob Seger at work, and I didn't realize how many. Like how much of his music and his body of work that I really liked that I that I knew he, he just has a lot passively, of not without seeking out. And then you just had to chime in. You're like, "Fuck Bob Seeger. No, you didn't say. Fuck. I didn't. You say didn't that. say "fuck Bob Seeger. I'm just not a you're real. You're like, big yeah, Bob yeah. You're like, I don't really like Bob Seger. And, and Mike and I were like, "What the fuck is wrong with you, you Rush I, fan, you fucking I, dick, I, I you goddamn snob?" And like Rush, and then we're like. Pink Floyd, no, and then I like Roger Waters because he's not, a separate entity from Pink Floyd. That's, that's, not, <laughs> that's how you sound. I'm you. so glad that you think that's what Fucking I am and pretentious who I am. Dickhead, punch of ass. I want to know what you don't. Why don't you like Bob okay, Seger? Look, is, thinking, is it, is thinking it, about his music and how it's how it's put together, how it's uh you know uh, the. You mean masterfully. Yes, no, he, it is. He puts music together like you put planes together. He's a, Paul. he's a he's a true artist. Yeah, but a lot of people don't like me either. No, oh, no, they but they like your work. Uh, I, he's he's talented in the, in the way that he he uh, the the composition artistically his stuff is good. I can and I can appreciate it, but I just never want to buy any Bob Seger, I, I, or or illegally download it. Or anything, it just just not really. Why? Why not? If someone said, you know what, I tell you what though, I would go to his concert way before I'd go to Phil Collins bullshit. You, oh my God, you fuck! No, you know what? You don't get to go to a Bob Seger concert. Oh yeah, you don't get to. Okay, <laughs> as the current reigning president of the Bob Seger fan club <laughs> in Kingman, co-pres- Arizona, <laughs> co-president Mike and I are co-president. Is the Route sixty six <laughs> Bob Seger Route sixty six
0: Bob Seger.
1: I don't know what it is, like i said i I didn't grow up listening to it. It's not that it, it wasn't it they weren't in the top ten favorite bands of my mom or yeah step, because dad, yeah you we talked about that last night you because it wasn't even because it? it's not i'm that's not that's not my generation's music i it's not something I grew up with. you barely did as far as i as far and, as and I to, know to me like, it's not normal rock and roll I know it's rock and roll because of the I get the genre but it's just not really i you know what's 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 his arguably his biggest hit what's it called uh night moves that's one of them yeah keep going um uh, uh whatever you said it's not rock and roll i don't know night moves doesn't doesn't Oh, it's a old time rock and roll. There you Sorry. fucking go. Well, you don't. You shouldn't have to fucking sing about it if if you can. You know, it should be obvious. You shouldn't do old time rock and roll. The kind of music just soothes my soul. I don't. That's not good writing. I'm. Oh God. It's not yeah, you know, at least it gets people up and moving. Unlike your dr- your fucking druggy coma, coma inducing <laughs> Pink fucking Floyd. Oh, God, it doesn't oh. always have to be different music serves different In purposes. In the immortal words of Bo Mills to Tyson Brown, not every bit of art has to speak something or change your fucking outlook. Sometimes you just want to go and see something and be distracted. That's true. Now I understand also that this meant a lot of. It meant a lot to a lot of older women at the time when, when uh, Tom Cruise comes sliding across the floor in Risky Business, old time rock and roll is playing in his underwear. Yeah, you know. So I remember that was, you know, I'm sure a lot of fantasies. God damn it! You know, that. that's not the. Oh God, <laughs> I, I just can't. I can't with you sometimes. It's fine. I, it's I don't want you to can fucking, with me. It's Bob Seeger. Look, I I know. I again, I I know he's talented, and I probably would go to a concert if it was. If I In my paid, what if I paid for a ticket for you to go see Phil Collins would you paid for it no if I paid for it would you go with me I'm no oh. are you fucking serious I don't really wanna, I'm not a what I'm, if he played a bunch of Genesis songs if it was all Genesis songs then I would you're such a <laughs> cock knocker. <laughs> Phil Collins was a he's a good songwriter Doesn't like matter. he wrote good songs you're such a like I just don't there's like there's just them. certain opinions that are wrong look like it, they, look it, some people hate or don't like rhubarb pie. It's not for them. Those people are not in my life. I cut those out of, those people that's, out of my life. That's understandable. Those people can go fuck themselves. Sure. I'm just, I, I don't, I don't, I should judge people if they like rhubarb pie or not, but I don't really. I it's think it's a one, deal breaker for whether or not I want to have them within 10 feet. It's not, I, now, there was a woman I dated. I think I told you the rhubarb story of the woman oh, I was Oh, no, please. I want to hear I, this. Did she what, hate Bob Seger too? I probably did. <laughs> Actively um, wish for him to fail. So, so there is kind of a rhubarb test. Uh, the, 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 that normally for my birthday, which didn't happen this time because Alice doesn't love me anymore. Oh no! <laughs> uh, a rhubarb pie is is made. Uh, and my father liked this too. It's not hard to make a good rhubarb pie. I mean, but you, but you got to do it a certain way. You know, anyway. certain things have to be done right. So so um, uh, I believe during my birthday and my father's, which was near the same, it was one week apart. Um, normally, there's rhubarb pie around. And I was dating this woman at the time, and um and uh, yeah, you guys are gonna come over? Blah, blah, blah. we've got rhubarb pie. Oh, great. Oh, and Sue's coming over, and uh yeah, we can give her the rhubarb pie test because we don't cut it with strawberries and you know we don't do that kind of bullshit. Just straight rhubarb, as you know. So, um for the folks out there that have had rhubarb or are aware, it's tart. Oh yeah. Put it mildly. You have to have a, add a little bit of sugar to it just to kind of cut through the tartness. Not to make it sweet, Yeah. but that's what I love about it. But people people make this adulterated, non-authentic garbage pie with strawberry rhubarb. Just make a strawberry pie. Yeah. Or fucking throw it in the trash. Don't it. serve me that shit. Rhubarb by itself is so, so good. It's like certain things. I think Adam Carolla talks about this. I know you don't listen to his podcast that much, but he says, there's no reason to really fuck with pizza. You have to make these weird gourmet pizzas. I, I, I've actually listened to the rant. He's like, eh, you don't really have to fuck with pizza. It's pretty much the perfect food. Yeah. Stop fucking with pizza. I, he, re- he goes I agree off I, And, and I, I understand where he's going yeah. with that. I do. I do like certain innovative things like uh, Carmela does. A, on occasion, she'll do the uh, ham, like a honey ham and pear pizza. Sure. It's like slices of pear. They caramelize a little bit. They dry out a little bit. They're crunchy. And there's yeah the sweet and salty, that's my version of pineapple and I I and think sausage or whatever the fuck it is. I, I think, just don't. like I think like he's pu- talking that. a lot about as an example, and this may not be the perfect example, but he's like, why are we putting a some shitty cheese in the in the crust perimeter on the inside? You know. Oh like yeah, that. yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's. Re- I think Which, mainly it's kind of. Stuff he's personally, talking about. I think that's nasty. Yeah, I don't. Like I don't it like the. I I don't like. Uh, I don't like how lukewarm the cheese is. Yeah. Like maybe when it first comes out of the oven, it might be good. I've never had it like that. The stuffed crust. But anyway, it yeah, just, it just like yeah. A, so it's, the rhubarb pie, ru, the rhubarb, rhubarb test. Let's, yeah, let's it's hear just, about so the rhubarb pie. It's, test. it's not that big of a deal, but it's like you know, if, if you're dating somebody, Paul, if they, if they, if they really don't like rhubarb pie, I'm not sure there's a future in this woman for you, and they're probably correct. Like, well, it's a good, good indicator. Again, yeah. had you seen the Bronx Tale? I'm so sorry. Uh, you would you would understand what I was about to say, uh, or I think I talked about this earlier. But go, please so, go on. So the, not, it's not a lot of story. Happened, what so happened? So she came rhubarb? over. Here's the rhubarb pie, and she felt a lot of pressure because th- my grandparents were there, my parents were there. I'm there. We, we've had. What the Rubar- fuck did you do that to this poor woman <laughs> for? You Rubar- gotta <laughs> to let the relatives all creep in rather than take her to a goddamn family I, reunion to I'm, introduce her to everybody. I'm pretty sure it was like a, a flash dance when, when at the very end, she's up there in front of that board of the oh, yeah uh, of the of the dance conservatory, whatever. They're up there and they're all these old stuffed. Pete, you know, these old people are going to be judging her dancing and all that kind. of remember that old. Oh, yeah. Uh, no, I recall. Yeah. So uh, that was probably what it was like, what she felt it was like, but it wasn't. And uh, so, yeah, you know, it's, it's been in my family forever. I used to grow rhubarb. They make rhubarb. It's all, it's decades back in the, in the Gaines, the Gainesian world. The Gainesian world. <laughs> <laughs> so. <laughs> anyway, so she got a slice of pie and and, and, and and she took a bite of it. And I believe we are in the living room, actually. and but and everybody's having their pie, but really, what you can sense is everybody is kind of the corner of the eye looking over at Sue to see if she's liking the pie or not. I mean, you just know that's what's going on. You know the, the energy. So, okay. so she put it in her mouth. chewed the it pie. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: what nobody understands is that the
1: rhubarb pie is the Gaines family euphemism for a blowjob it is now it is now <laughs> Let's put it in her mouth <laughs> hey getting some rhubarb pie yep oh yeah anyway whipped cream she put us a, a piece of rhubarb uh, uh p- took a forked it forked for- it oh for- <laughs> my for- stars forked it oh my oh i got the vapors is the heat on yeah baby is, is the heat on <laughs> Turn that fan (laughs) on. Mama's sweating up a storm in here. (laughs) So anyway, puts a piece of, takes a chunk of it, a couple bites, obviously it's tart, you know, there it is, you know, kind of almost runs to the sink, uh, runs to the kitchen. Oh, my God. Spits out (laughs) the the piece of pie that was just formerly in her mouth. I love it. And only lightly masticated. Wow. <laughs> she really didn't put forth any effort into no. trying to taste it. I mean... It just... It, it's... I yeah. don't know. It, it, uh. And that was... It was like... Well, of course, it didn't, it didn't work out, but I'm not sure... Right, because she's wa- not sitting here waiting for us to be done recording. Right. So... so. That was the kind of the end of the story. It's like I'm so people are like I'm so sorry, Paul. That's so not, sorry she didn't pass the rhubarb test. Yeah, it's like well, baby, she wasn't meant to be. Then mm-hmm. you sent her back up north. Now rhubarb's not really a southern thing at all. Of course, it's, it's not. A, it's like a midwestern. It's thing, It's a I poor believe. person thing. Is it? it yeah, because it yeah. fucking grows everywhere. It's a weed. It's, it's a freaking it, it, and the leaves are, are are poisonous. Yeah, yeah. Like but you I, have to really cut it off. Like you have to find where the red starts to die off and it become the stem becomes completely green. You cut yeah. it off right there. And then uh, throw the leaves away. I didn't know that rhubarb. until I went to Scotland uh, with my father, and at the uh, and whatever the frick Sterling or someplace, there was a William Wallace monument. And there's a you know gift store there. They had they had hard candy sticks, you know, rhubarb flavored hard yeah. candy, which I never had before. But I didn't know this is obviously a Scottish thing, also. So I, apparently the weed grows over there too. Yes, and um, and Scottish people are you know, we're poor. For they weren't sure centuries. Yeah. So that's, like I said, it's a poor, it's a poor thing,
2: but it's kind of a Midwestern cool.
1: thing. You guys had, we yeah. talked to your mom about rhubarb yeah, when they were here. Oh yeah. we Absolutely. The shitty thing is, is that you couldn't, <laughs> if you didn't know what you were doing. So <laughs> I can, I, I definitely can recall picking rhubarb, Cutting the um, like the the leaves off mm. and giving my mom the stem and she would roll it in sugar and then we would just kinda of bite kind and of gnaw on it and just yeah. walk around the yard gnaw on it. Yeah. Uh I definitely tried to do that myself and it wasn't rhubarb, it was just regular elephant ear the weed. Oh you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Which just tastes like a bitter plant. Yeah. It doesn't have that nice tartness and it's just gross. Mm-hmm. It's fucking horrible. Like I can taste it in my mouth now. Oh yeah, um, oh yeah. The rhubarb test—I like that. Well, it was—I think it was, it's funny. It was an accidental test. It wasn't like a big planned event either. It wasn't like it's almost like we were conspiring to make this happen, but it just happened to be. You know, my grandparents were in town. She was there. Hey, let's have some rhubarb. Going, oh, wow, this is going to be. Has she ever had? Has she ever had rhubarb pie before the oh, test? She ever? I don't think she's had. Hey Sue, have you ever – No. Wow, she's never had rhubarb pie before. Wait a minute. Ask her again. Has she had strawberry rhubarb pie? Have you had strawberry rhubarb pie? No. She's never even had oh, rhubarb she hasn't at Never had that. Jesus Christ. I mean, yeah. What, what kind of a dark ages human was this? Where'd you find this woman under a I fucking know, rock? No, she was in New Jersey. Is where I oh, found her. That, just, see, that's it. That's it. Yeah. That's it. That's the problem. And she moved down to. How a, big was her hair? It was. It was New Jersey big hair. It was Jersey big hair. Yeah. yeah. It was. It was like northern New Jersey. Yeah. Oh gosh, she was a bridge and tunnel Jersey actually, girl. Actually, Gross. she wasn't. It was yeah. She lived in uh, Little Falls, New Jersey, and uh, that's that's not too far from New York City. So wait, when she came down, she's from there. She's down in the South. Presumably, is where this took place. The rhubarb yes, test. Yes. Was she like uh, she was- Marissa Tomei and fucking my cousin Vinny? Well, she didn't have dark hair. Oh, okay. Because yeah. that's what. Because that's where they're from. That's uh, that was a journey yeah. That was a jerk. she was and she was English. You know, that was an English name. Her last name was English. So her, her last name was, was not English. But it was. It was. we well, give out the last name Gaines. Come on. she doesn't no. listen to the goddamn podcast. And if she does, know, maybe she, a... oh, maybe she's a rhubarb far- farmer now. You is. scarred your family. Scarred her so much that she mm-hmm. became a rhubarb farmer. Could be a uh, a rhubarb magnate. Magnate. <laughs> She's the rhubarb queen of Jersey. Well, she lives in Atlanta. I don't, actually, I don't know where she lives now, but I think I met, I think I met her at a bar in uh, in Atlanta hotspot, shall we say. She was visiting friends or family or something, and then we hung out and kind of hit it off. She was there for a while. We hung out for a handful of days, and she, and I, she would come down and visit, and I would go up there and visit for the heck of it. Gross. You and, went to Jersey? I did. Spend a lot. Of time. I went to New York City. Actually, the, I drove my car in New York is City. That the Camaro the thing is that the, the, the Firebird. That. Firebird, yeah, it's Firebird. The, the oh, white the, Firebird that, cool. that was like Night Rider, but some whatever. I like, call it Day Rider because it was white. Because <laughs> it was white. <laughs> <laughs> it was the oh God, it was so virginal. I'm sure Jesus. Yeah, uh, no, a Bronx Tale. Yes. No. No. The I test haven't. in a yeah. Bronx Tale. Chaz Palminteri plays a you know the older uh, uh, what you call it um gangster okay uh, neighborhood gangster what's the right. what's the year setting uh late sixties sixty eight sixty nine okay and then you've got uh the boy who's like eh, 15, fifteen sixteen and he's uh he's like the the kind of the protege uh not protege he hangs around he helps like run numbers around town and uh just in general like we'll hang out at like the cab stand and just get like coffee and whatnot for the guys and the dad the kid's dad is Robert de Niro and he's a legitimate guy he wants his son to not grow up around these gangsters but they're like inevitable like they they the cab stands like right next door and uh so the boy he's like I said he's like 15, 16, and he's talking to uh to Chaz Palminteri, and he's like, you know there's a girl. I like this I met I met this girl walked her home from school he goes Yeah what's what do you think like do you think something's gonna happen with this girl? What do you think about her? He goes I really like her. She's really smart she's funny she's beautiful She's a colored girl, you know. It's late '60s, so mm-hmm. colored is. And, and he yeah. and he goes, "Who gives a shit?" From an old school Italian guy who was like, eh, "The mulinon," like would fucking just be so, so that's racist, like a totally out of context, totally out of con- like yeah, kind of whatever. out of character, character for not for, context, for the yeah. area or for the the era. And uh, he says, "Who gives a shit?" He goes, "I mean, my dad would give a shit." He's like, "Your dad's not dating her. Dad's not going to marry her. Dad sure shit isn't going to sleep with her." So what's the problem? I was like, she's a colored girl. He's like, my friends. Your friends are also not involved in this. This is between you and her. Mm -hmm. And he's like, they're in a car. They're in like a convertible, like presumably, I think it's like a Cadillac or something. They're driving around. And he goes, tell you what, you want to take this girl on a date? I'm going to loan you my car. The kid's like, you never let anybody like drive your car unless you're in it. He goes, I'm going to loan it to you because I trust you. I want you to make a good impression on this girl. So, but you got to give her the test. He said, "What's the test?" He goes, "All right, pull up to her house. You lock both the doors. You go up to the uh, you go up to the, the 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 door. Knock on the door. You meet her father. You shake his hand. You take her out to the car. You unlock the door, open it up, and she gets in the passenger door. You walk around behind the the car, and if she doesn't lean over and unlock the door for you, don't even take her anywhere expensive. Take her somewhere." Real, real cheap, and then take her home that night because she, she is not material. You don't want to stay. You don't, she's not marriage material. You don't want to stay with her because if she's that discourteous and won't unlock the door for you and doesn't have that kind of thought, or what does he say, that kind of thought process, you don't want to deal with a woman like that. Mm-hmm. And he's and the boy's like, just like that? He goes, just like that. Then they go through the whole movie, and then at the end, she's, he's like, you know, you passed the test. So it's like it's a it's a test. It's a good test. No, it is interesting. I it, I've, I've been in situations like that. I've told Porsche this before. <clears throat> I literally have told the kid this several times over, and I'm like I know this sounds weird, but it's a it's smart. I remember watching the uh, uh, Bronx Tale with my grandpa and my grandpa. He said, "Yeah, that makes sense. That's a good. That's, it's that's it, a good idea. It's harder to do that exact test nowadays because of obviously electronic unlocks and all yeah, that kind yeah, of well, stuff. Yeah, well, some of us don't have that in their cars. Okay, but most. Okay, fine." But but mostly, I've done it. I've definitely given women the test before. Absolutely. Okay. No, um, I've I've done that, and I even actually the same things happened to me. But and then I remember I had a wasn't God. It was kind of an older car also, but it had electronic unlock. But I would use a key because you don't have a remote right back then. Use a key to unlock her door. But most of the women that I dated would they have the unlock on their yeah. Side they would too. pop pop. The so they would on. do that. You don't have yeah. to physically lean over and. And do that, but they would unlock it. But the fact of the matter is, that it takes a little more effort to physically lean over yeah. and do that, and because that's you're, a, that's thinking you know, you're, you're thinking about it at least, yeah, you're you're thinking about and you're going to do it. Yeah, yeah. but it would, it would take more to lean over. But there, I can see why they wouldn't do that if they have electronic unlock on their side and they would unlock. I it. I love through. that you just pick fucking shit apart like that. I know Damn that it. I got the te- I got the I got the point though. The point I, you is, know, you need know, to watch a Brock's Tale. It's, it's a great like, like. Are you considerate in general or not? It's... Are you a cons- are you considerate <laughs> person or not? What really. Fucking drives me nuts. Speaking of that, is that I'm, I'm pretty conscientious about opening the door, not opening, but at least being polite. If you're walking into a, a business or something like that, and you're there, yeah, you, you beat somebody by just a handful of feet. I don't care if they're male or female. Just open the, you leave the door open. For I know them. that that's something that gets talked about on the web and here and there. Um, I've never, ever, ever, ever been heard of anybody actually physically like in seen or heard someone in person get upset because a man held the door open for the woman. I've never heard of anybody. That it, does, that. It, it does happen. Uh, th- really? Yeah. You've it happened, heard it. Happened you've heard of, to me. It happened to me. A woman got mad at you for for opening their side of the car door. Yes, absolutely. In Atlanta when I was. She failed the fucking test. Oh, no. Because oh, yeah. it doesn't matter. Because I know it's not something you would do for me. But if you did open up my door for some reason, like my hands are full or something like that, I would say thank you and be appreciative. Right. Fuck her! Who the fuck is that? This was in a after a concert, and I went to whatever it was downtown. Was Atlanta. it Bob Seger? <laughs> <laughs> Phil Collins? Was it Peter Gabriel? You fuck! You actually, pretentious actually, I'm not even gonna tell you it is. You're you're never gonna let me live this one down. I if can't I tell wait you it was. to hear it. Was it Nickelback? Close. Oh, God. Was it Creed? Yes. Fucking God damn it. <laughs> Folks, let the record state that I guessed that in three guesses. I've had conversations with a handful of people about Creed not that long ago, and and people have the problem because he was just a pretentious fuck, Mr. Stapp or whatever. It's also really just garbage. It's not garbage. It's fake stadium garbage rock. It was like, okay for the five good. minutes that it was popular. It, was, it, was, it had its place. It was place. three albums it was popular, man. It was popular for like four or five years but some of us have better taste but and not like the, for me it was she wh- liked Creed. all right fine, fine. whatever Creed so, fan did so, you get laid afterward no because i was pissed off not, about her oh, it, yeah, it, yeah, it was a yeah, tension yeah. thing so i walked around and she said what are you doing so open your door and by the way it was not in a great parking area you know it just i was just being you know i was i was taught that way you know to, right right really right, right yeah, yeah i can open the door myself i said do you want to because yeah it was just a weird i said i i know you can but I'm just opening it up for you first. You can get in the car. you know. You can, and it turned into like a, not an argument, but it was. Like, I'm like, holy! So I'm starting the car. I'm going. I'm. I'm. I'm not, I'm not believing it. What so just like, happened? And I had to fucking listen to Creed tonight and this fucking bullshit. <laughs> I'd almost rather Scott Stapp be in the fucking truck with me. <laughs> God. That's so stupid. It was. Um. So yeah. So so what was so, that girl's name? So you, uh, she, I'll think of it in a second. She's still around? Yeah. Yeah. You should look her up. Her father had a really interesting invention with a mirror. It's a very, a really cool mirror thing. And it was called tr- the true you or something like that, where you, you know, when you look in a mirror, you're, you're the reverse image of how you would see yourself. Yeah. You know, it's backwards. So this mirror flipped all that around. That's not possible. Y- y- I, yes, it is. No, it's not. Optically, that's not possible. Yes, it is. Not I don't it, I'm not sure You how would not done. be able to see it. Isaac Newton figured this out like 400 years ago. I don't ago. know how this worked. I don't think, I think that's, I think you're talking about black magic and that doesn't really exist. Fine. <laughs> it wasn't my invention. <laughs> Maybe it was your Lord and fucking Savior, Peter Gabriel, that invented it. <laughs> so before we went off on that little small tangent, does she exist? Yeah, oh man, whatever. But what was the thing we were just talking about right before that moment? The test. No, 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 no. holding a door open for somebody, yeah. yeah. Yeah, So if you're going into a place right now, this is just, if people walk into a store, they're not even looking, they're not even making any aware of their surroundings at all. Just boom, not even open the door at all and just go in there and and you can be two or three feet away. And they're just not gonna, you know, they're not gonna open the door for you. Yeah, m- I, think or hold most, the door. I think most people I've seen uh, are,
2: are I do, think do that. Most people are, yeah. Yeah,
1: but it's just weird to me. One of my favorite things. So I had two things. One, I uh, the I, and I may have talked about this on here before. Uh, I you have to use a bat. My you have to use like an employee badge to get into the ICU where mm-hmm. I work, right? Okay. So you you can't just open up the door. You have to be let in, or you have to use the badge. So, uh, this, uh, the, I, I, I hit the thing to like the little badge reader and, uh, I held the door open cause there was a doctor, a female doctor. She was, I shouldn't, she was a baby doctor. She was a resident or a, uh, yeah, she's a resident. So open, held the door open and I was just not, I was in a foul fucking mood. I was not, I was just, I had not had any coffee. Like they didn't have any good food in the cafeteria. I was just like not in a good mood and she just walked through. She didn't say thank you. She didn't acknowledge. Oh, she didn't nod. She didn't even God, yeah. fart in my my general direction. <laughs> she did nothing. And I was like, oh, excuse me, doctor, can you come here for a second? And she goes, yeah. And she walked out into in back out into the unit, and I just walked through the door and let it shut.
2: <laughs>
1: later on, my form, now former boss, she saw that, and uh, later on, she came into the office. She goes, all right, officially, don't do that. That was really rude. Off the record, as a nurse— that was, the, that was the most awesome thing I've ever seen anybody do to a doctor. So that's fucking rude, man. If we were out on the street, I would have been like, you're welcome. <laughs> Cont- like, I, I probably wouldn't have called her a cunt, but I, I feel like, <laughs> you're welcome. But yeah, but, so that's one thing. The other thing I like to do is that uh, <laughs> you know me. I, get, I, I derive some pleasure in this universe from making people uncomfortable. No way. No. I... Like to know that someone's like a little bit too far away from the door for me to be holding the door for them. So oh, I hold holding. There, all. There, there is that little window. There, there is a. Is they're it, are fifty they t- feet away. Off. Too far away. <laughs> they're too close. Like fuck, fuck it. it. I'm in a hurry. They're not really. If I know that they're going in, like especially this the entrance, the side entrance to the hospital where I typically go in when I go to work uh-huh. is uh, a badge only entrance. You uh, after a certain hour, after like six o'clock, um, and that's the only entrance for a. a like 100 yards around so okay. like if you park in that parking lot you're 99 go. chance you're gonna go to that door yeah. so if i see somebody walking from across the parking lot i'll just stand by the door with the door open and wait and then they'll like they'll, they'll get uncomfortable and then they like they'll kind of if they don't know me they'll they're like that fucking guy why is he opening the, holding the door yeah. oh shit and then they'll start to like hurry kind of trot yeah <laughs> and then like pick up the pace That's thanks funny. for holding the door you're welcome yeah, but you're right. There's always, it's that timing thing. It's like, it depends on how, how fast someone's walking, how close they are. And then if it's the middle of summertime too, part of my factor is this is not practical. Fucking all this cold air is leaving this. I'm not going to oh, stand God. here for 30 seconds. You sound like I'm sure your mother and stepmother growing up. I'm not chilling the outdoors, damn <laughs> no, it. It's not, I'm just saying it's not practical. There's a level of, it's almost stupid but being too polite and now it's not practical. Uh, yeah. And then there's the uncomfortable level. Yes, and I like that. I like living in that space because I think it's funny. If you have ever actually, I've done this twice. Actually walked a little old lady across the street. I've done that. Um, I, I I have. Yeah, I've helped a little old lady out like with her groceries. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, you know, I'm a boy scout. Yeah, yeah former yeah. Boy Scout, you know, uh, I, I I can't remember where I was. It was a bigger city, but it was like it was obvious like this. This is not I mean, this is going to be could be dangerous, too, if someone wasn't really paying attention. Yeah. So I'm just yeah. glad that the woman's not driving because if she was driving, I'd yeah. be like fucking hit the bitch. Yeah. But she's walking and she's only endangering herself, yeah. you know, because her bird bones would turn a mush if you hit her with, the, you know, a Honda Civic. God, bones getting brittle. <sighs> yeah, they do. They They get light. Yeah. Yeah. Turned to a bird, like you said. Yeah, bird bones. I can't believe I fucking said that. We we talked enough about everything. I think I, we I, have. I, you know. I think it's time to go. It's time yeah. to be done. Good. Thank. We've Thanks. assailed our listeners' uh, yeah. psyche and ears. So you got anything else, Paul? No. Just I think we should encourage people to be polite. Be polite. Be respectful. Eat rhubarb. Eat rhubarb. Be polite. Don't listen to Creed. You can, You can't help yourself. Uh, you cannot help yourself. From away from rhubarb pie, it's, it's not possible. It's so good. It's so good. And if you don't like it, you can go fuck yourself. If there were a, if there was a, were a retail outlet for rhubarb pie in this town, I would have been dead five years ago. <laughs> I although rhubarb's inherently healthy, right? Like this, it's I, not really bad for you. <clears throat> I mean, would think that it's probably full of and them, them yeah, antioxidants. But now you've got all the carbs th- thrown in there, you know, with the sugar in the in the just crust. Don't, just don't use sugar. Well, in this crust. All right. Fine. I'm just saying. All right, enough of that. We should try a keto, a keto, uh, rhubarb pie recipe. We'll sure. try and figure that one out. Sure. All right, that's, that's it. it. We're done. Thank you. Have a good night. You're welcome.